Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. I don't know what it's doing where you are, but the sun is shining brightly where I am. And this morning, we invite you to the Smith and Rowland podcast, where your eyes will be enlightened, your burden will be made a little lighter, and it's all because you're in the presence of such brilliance as Alan Smith. So right now, welcome Alan Smith to the Smith and Rowland Show. Oh, wow. I mean, I listen, that's listen. a platform that I built. You, that is you just set, yeah, but you set me up to fall. You what know you? <laughs> that I'll prove that wrong before the podcast is over. I, mean, I so, have so, full confidence. See, that was a total so, mischievousness on your part. To set I have me full up, confidence. to set a brother have, up for a fall. Listen, That's what you did. That's I, I it right have there. full confidence in everything you say. Therefore, I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> well, I, that that one run backwards on me. That boy said that run backwards. I'm not really sure what all we just said. Yeah, but there's I mean, something he, about it that makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know that there's ever been a time in your life where I have been used in the hand of the Lord. May I add? To make you feel uncomfortable, I have been sent into your life to I'm in totally, purpose. total agreement. <laughs> if you'll take the word "hand of the Lord" out of that statement, I am totally there <laughs> with you. I don't think the Lord had a thing to do with it. Merry Christmas, Alex Smith. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yes, Tis sir. the season to feel like follow la 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 that's right. Yeah, and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. That's right. But I'll tell you what, I am working on. I'm working on, I don't know if you ever watched that little movie on Scrooge and Tiny Tim, but Tiny Tim, he had a phrase, he said, God bless everyone. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of that movie, Dickens used that phrase again with Tiny Tim, God bless everyone, and with Scrooge. And what, yeah, and what it showed was Scrooge's big change of heart. Yeah, from right. all the way, all the way through the story to right at the end, it shows you that Scrooge had a heart change. Now I'll yep. tell you what's truth now, Mr. Rowland. Tell me. I mean that's me. that's the that's the gospel. That's what the Lord's after is for yep. all of us to have a heart change. A heart change. Uh, just that's like exactly Scrooge. Right. And and just to be honest with you, we're all a Scrooge until we have a heart change. And there's probably even areas in our lives this Christmas that we need a heart change. We need to turn. Mm -hmm. And what's really and truly disappointing me a whole lot, Jeff, and I really kind of hate to bring it up, but I feel compelled to, is this situation with Mike Bickle in Kansas City. Right. Now that we got a bunch of Scrooges online in the yeah. name of the Lord, we got a bunch of people online. I mean, I don't know what Mike Bickle's guilty of, if anything, but only thing I can tell you, the Scrooges are guilty of more than yes. Mike Bickle ever was. We need some heart changes, Jeff. We need some God bless them, everyone, this Christmas. Yeah. And you know, in the hearts of God's people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did a few podcasts on our Sunday show that's on YouTube. We did a few podcasts on the Bickle situation. We probably got more comments on that than we did anything. That was a little bit disconcerting to both of us, quite honestly, a little discouraging. And the reason is because we've done podcasts on just straight Bible topics and then matters of great concern. We've done podcasts on that. You don't get near as many comments on the things that are so much, and I don't mean to minimize anybody's situation, but there are things that are much bigger than the situations we face 
individually, and you can't get people concerned about that. Rather, they're concerned about a scandal that becomes almost, and we've used this term before, Alan, it becomes almost tabloid to even bring it up. However, yeah. there's other podcasts that's out there about Bickle and that situation, and their perspective is a perspective of judgment and execution of Mike Bickle and, quite frankly, anything Mike Bickle has touched. And yeah. that's that's how you come away from listening to their podcast, that the whole thing has been corrupt, so it's therefore a corrupt ministry, and we need to do away with Mike Bickle. Some are saying, let's keep the ministry alive and still do away with Mike Bickle. Can I tell you, there's no Bible to back none of that up. And our, here's the way this thing needs to be framed in our minds and in our hearts to look forward is that there should be an idea of restoration completely to every individual that's involved. Now, I want to qualify that by saying this, and I think you'd agree with this. If a crime has been committed, then Mike Bickle needs to go to jail. Right. If a crime has been committed by the allegations, then those that's made the allegations need to go to jail. Right. If something has been fraudulent, that needs to be exposed. And if it's criminal, it needs to be prosecuted. Mm -hmm. However, in the kingdom of God, you don't approach any situation with someone who is in sin with the idea of putting them out to pasture, setting them up on a shelf, and doing away with them. That is not our uh-huh. call to make. That's God's call to make. The uh-huh. way we we are supposed to approach the situation is with complete restoration of everyone involved, and we should yeah, settle for yeah. nothing less than that. So that's the yeah. basis of what you and I have said in our podcast. Now, for some reason, that drew a whole lot of attention and a whole lot of criticism. I would have to say, if you criticize that stand, you're not criticizing us. You're criticizing the message of the gospel. And mm-hmm. that needs to be made clear, I think. The same gospel of God's grace that reached down into sin and saved you is the same gospel we're supposed to manifest to each other. And with the same level you've been forgiven, you should offer forgiveness. So I'm just saying that those are just a few of the elements of the gospel that should be considered in considering this situation. When you and I, or let me just, I don't want to put you in this boat, but when I have been critical of the process that's going on, I'm critical of the process because I do not see in the process forms of restoration taking place. I only see forms of punishment, execution, and judgment. Mm -hmm. And uh, me and you were having a conversation off the air And we were saying this, consequences are hard and they come to all of us. That's right. And those consequences form sometimes deep scars in everybody's lives. Mm -hmm. The only Mm -hmm. hope we have is the rest, the restoring touch of the Lord Jesus in our life. And that's Mm -hmm. what I pray for, for Bickle and for those that have been involved in this. So as far as updates are concerned, I hope everybody understands this is December the 12th. Right, so we're, right. we're we're doing this podcast with the information we have, and nothing has altered my position that there should be complete restoration of Mike Bickle and of mm-hmm. everyone involved in this situation. Exactly. And I totally, you know that you and I are in total agreement on that. Jeff, you know as well as I do, if you're in any type of leadership position, if you're not well acquainted with criticism. You're not listening. That's all I can tell you. Because, I mean, it's unfortunate, but if you're in any place of leadership, criticism 
is always coming and it will it's always, always it, it will always sting. I mean, yes. you can't be shot with an arrow and it not hurt. A lot of people right. say, well, they bounce off of them. They don't. They penetrate. Mm. And so we, we would like to say that criticism or whatever. Now, it, with Mike Bickle's situation, they're saying, well, what about if he's guilty? Well, it's the same answer, whether you're being criticized and you're not guilty or if you are guilty. Our response is to be uh, the same. It says in Proverbs 9, reprove not a scorner, mm-hmm. lest he hate thee. Rebuke yeah. a wise man and he will love thee. Yes. In other words, when we feel rebuke yes. or it's like Bickle's coming under criticism, I know everybody says he needs to come out and he needs to say that he's not guilty or that he's that Bickle needs to come out, take a stand. But if he's truly a wise man, according to scripture, he's going to listen to it and he'll love you for the criticism. And yes. what that means is we know we're probably all guilty to one degree or another of what we're being criticized from. Jeff, yes. looking at this thing through the spiritual eyes, it's not the same as the eyes of the world. Even though the church is called calling the eyes of the world the same as the eyes of the spirit. And it's yeah. two totally different worlds. That's and the scriptures right. are constantly trying to get us to not use the ways of the worlds, but the ways of the spirit. So as far as I'm concerned, Mike Bickle staying quiet, according to the scripture, rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. Give instructions to a wise man, verse nine, and he will yet be wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So as far as I'm concerned, if I'm going to dis- biblically discern why Mike Bickle's not coming out, is because he's a wise man. According mm-hmm. to scripture, he's mm-hmm. taken the rebuke. He's taken the criticism. That's obvious. He's not given a rebuttal. So he's yeah. taken it. He's trying to gain wisdom out of it. If there's something he can't see, according to scripture here, he says that he's being taught and is increasing in his learning. So right. how I don't think we need to misjudge Mike Bickle's stance of staying silent. To me, that's wisdom, you see, yeah. and that's yeah. it's just total wisdom. And I I'll tell you something else, Jeff. I'm going to step on, out on the limb here, which I'd rather. This is not really that wise, but I'm going to step on the limb none the same. You yeah, catch me if ahead. I fall off. I, uh, will, I will not saw the limb eh, off. Well, the only reason if you do, you're usually on there with me. So go ahead. <laughs> but let's say the only thing they've got that's kind of sticking a little bit is something that happened 25, 30 years ago yeah. between Bickle and a younger lady. <laughs> It appears to me that if that is true or not, what is wrong with if you commit the sin, you repent of the sin, you make everything where it's supposed to be, everybody that's involved has been taken care of. What is wrong is if if there is a fall or if there, I say, of course, everybody goes to the worst extreme when you say a fall, is say that he was engaged in behavior that is not becoming to his position and he shouldn't have what's the chances of it and there's called it a cover-up what's the chances of that being repented of and everything put in place and they went on with life it is very obvious to me that if he was guilty of something 25 30 years ago that they must have been made right with god 
and with each other, because just look how God's used him in the last 25 years. I mean, I'm just, if you're in a continual habitual sin, Jeff, sooner or later, the consequences of that sin is going to kick you out yes. just because, you see. But it's obvious yep. to me, if he was guilty 25, 30 years of inappropriate behavior, then evidently they made it right with God, because yeah. I can tell you the last 25 years, have that been habitual, he wouldn't have been there to be habitual. He'd That's already been exactly taken right. out. And not only that, he probably performed the greatest, I say performed, I I mean that in a good sense of the word. He probably engaged, let's say, in the greatest feat of his entire life was the prayer movement where he engaged over 5 million people in yes. a prayer movement for Israel two months before they broke out in war. That's right. We're talking That's about right. this is a biblical proportions. Yeah. This is right. not a hiccup. So yeah. wisdom tells me that God was using him then. Wisdom yeah. tells me that every, anything that was in his heart, he had made right. Wisdom tells me that he was right before God in the last six months. Wisdom yeah. tells me that God chose to use him. Wisdom yeah. tells me that he had things in order in his life and others' life. Wisdom yeah. tells me that, or you're going to call God a liar in my book because God chose him to do that movement. That's right. Now, that's, that's just right. where I'm at on the thing. And I wish everybody would quit it because they want to say, well, this latest email and this latest thing and this. You're using the accumulation of evidence. The accumulation yeah. of earthly evidence is not a guarantee to lead you into truth. And my yeah. case is there's people in prison today that are bone faced innocent. Because yeah. evidence led them in the wrong direction. So let's look at the spiritual evidence here, not the earthly evidence, spiritual yeah. evidence. Mike Bickle was right in the sight of God six months ago when he led that prayer movement. Right. I'll just stand right there. You can say anything you want to. Let's run the spiritual evidence for a minute. He was right before God for God to use him in one of the most monumental prayer movements of biblical proportions. This yep. is not just a little hiccup, Jeff. That's right. And somebody needs to declare God's choice of using mm -hmm. Mike Bickle was God's choice. And for whatever reason, God approved of Mike Bickle to do this prayer movement. Now, somebody's yep. got to deal with that truth. And yep. when you get done dealing with that truth, I'll discuss the rest of it with you. Yeah. Well, and I'll even, I'll even go one step further. One of the most anointed teachings that Mike Bickle ever put down in book form was the book he wrote called Passion for Jesus, Passion yes. for Christ. And it was about worship. And I have that book. It was written about 20 years ago. I would say that he was right with God 20 years ago. Right. Now, right. that is not to say maybe something did happen. I don't know. I mean, I understand about the emails. My point is, even if he was guilty of something then, the position does not change from the message of the gospel of the grace of God mm -hmm. and forgiveness is still granted. Now, Alan, mm -hmm. I've heard on several podcasts, the phrase church discipline come up. Right. And there's, there's a question as to, okay, well, how do we engage then in church discipline? If someone's guilty, can I just put this caveat in there? Church discipline as if you follow the trail of scripture through the New Testament, church discipline is given to those who are unrepentive. That's right. It's given to those who refuse to acknowledge truth, who go against truth. 
it is, it's given to those who have not yet received forgiveness, which forgiveness comes through repentance. So if we go on the spiritual evidence that you've just cited, I cannot see how the Word of God says that if we regard iniquity in our heart, He will not hear us when we pray. Mike Bickle was That's what was he says. Used. That's Bible right there. That's Bible. That right it's there just is Bible. Bible. That's, That's not right. evidence. That is Bible. That's and Bible. if Mike Bickle was used to start a prayer movement, then there is a higher calling to those, I believe, who are intercessors in that they need to be clean before God. That is not mm-hmm. to say that they're not going to be, that there's not going to be imperfections, that there's not going to be sin that we're going to have to deal with on a daily basis. We all know that there is. Thank God if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It requires you to walk clean before God. So it requires you to embrace forgiveness and the spiritual evidence we've seen in Mike Bickle's life. If there's been sin, then it appears as though he has taken it to the cross and has been forgiven. There's no and God way. God is still breathing on it. There is no way you can deny the fact, and I know I'm repeating myself, but I'm echoing what you just said. There's no way we can deny the fact that God used him in the greatest prayer movement that this planet has seen. That's right. Of biblical right. proportions. That's right. Of biblical God proportions. That's right. Approved and chose. Now, listen, Bickle did write, he's wrote some good books, and I'm all for that, yep. Jeff, as you cited. Yep. He's wrote some good books. But listen, on this prayer movement, God chose him. That's Bickle right. didn't he choose did. him. That's right. God chose him. That's Bickle wasn't exactly talking right. about how good God is. God chose yeah. Bickle. Now, that's right. That's just the way it is. God chose yeah. Bickle. So, by yeah. that, I have to receive and assume that Mike Bickle found favor in the eyes eyes of God to carry that that thing. What about that? I can't, and everybody needs to listen to this podcast and wake up as you're coming against Bickle and all this. Y'all need to understand something. And a lot of (laughs) you are young. I'm 71 years old. You need to listen to some old men. You need to hush it. You need to pull your trap shut. (laughs) You need to pray for them. Yeah. Take a visit to Shady Town. You need to shut the trap up because (laughs) God chose. Mike Bickle yeah, to leave yeah. that prayer movement. Yeah. And you don't have to be too bright to figure out that the enemy is going to try to take him down because of that great movement. And God knew that this was coming. Bickle's going to be fine. House prayer is going to be fine. Kansas City's going to be fine. I don't care what everybody prophesies. It's going to be fine. And I'll That's tell right. you why. This ain't about Bickle. No, it ain't. That's about how God's people are responding <laughs> to the situation. That's exactly It's right. all about you that are listening. Yeah. Yeah. It's about you. It ain't about Bickle. Bickle's already right with God. I can tell because yeah. God chose him yeah. to lead the greatest prayer movement that's come in our lifetime mm-hmm. to be monumental in biblical proportions. Leading, he led a prayer movement, people, that's leading to the second coming of the Christ, of our Savior. That's exactly right. Somebody? <laughs> that's can right. somebody just wave a tambourine yeah. or a flag or something? That's exactly right. And, and everybody's totally overlooking this thing. Everybody's guilty in their hearts of what they're accusing Bickle of, whether he's guilty or not. All these accusations are coming out of the sinful hearts. And I'll call it what it is. The (laughs) sinful hearts that are those that are taking great joy 
and trying to hang his hide to the wall. You need to quit it. You need to wake up because I'm here to tell you that God chose Mike Bickle to lead the greatest prayer movement known to man. God chose him. So therefore, I know whatever went on in his life has been gotten taken care of years ago. Yeah. And this is what wisdom, this is 71 year old man can tell you this. Yeah. It's what wisdom has taught me over the years. Yeah. It's called, it's called hermeneutically and in the prophetic, it's called the law of last mention. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Jeff, yes, tell him about it. it. Well, tell him about just, it so you know, I can hush. Well, let me tell you, let me just, first of all, apologize to our, all of our listeners for the lack mm. of passion in Alan's voice. Yeah, well, I, that yeah, lack of passion. I, I'm trying to get I'm him stirred you, up. And, I'm glad you apologize for me because it ain't even <laughs> need to apologize. I'll tell you that. Listen, you laid it out so beautifully and exactly right. The last mentioned principle of the Bible is what we use to interpret and harmonize the whole of Scripture. And the last mentioned principle of God's grace and his forgiveness and mercy is about restoring the branch that has fallen from the vine. And when you restore the branch that's fallen from the vine, according to John 15, you put it back in the place from which it fell. And that is exactly what our message is concerning Mike Bickle. John 15 describes the beautiful grace of God, how a branch falls in the dirt. The husbandman comes and picks that branch up, takes the water of the word, washes the branch clean of the dirt that it was in and places it back into the place from which it fell. He doesn't place it back into a a lower place. He puts it back right where it fell from. You cannot deny those principles in the word of God. And so From a hermeneutical standpoint, as you brought up, Alan, a lot of these podcasts that you and I have listened to, I mean, you're sitting back saying, do they not know the scriptures? Do they not know? Is someone not calculating this? It's almost like we're saying, boy, in Jesus' name, we're going to support the Me Too philosophy and make that a part of scripture. That's what they're doing. And it's that's not a slam against someone who maybe has been violated, but Alan, no violations have been reported or proven. There is, you talked about accumulation of evidence. There's no accumulation of evidence of the eight women that are involved. Six have refuted that anything happened. Six of the women that were cited by the group representing these allegations, six of those women have refuted that anything even happened. There's only one case that happened 26 years ago that you and I have already discussed. And we talked about that. David said, and I know there's a question in people's heart. Well, how could God use somebody like that? Well, the truth is, how could God use any of us? How could God uh, use any of us? Pray tell somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's without sin. Let them cast. I mean, stone. tell you what, I mean, um, stick a fork in my eye. My goodness. Yeah, and I, I got to say, as far as being used in the kingdom of God, you cannot apply at that point a higher standard than what God uses. And we cannot meet the standard while on earth of the holiness of God outside of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the blood is applied, God can look upon us because he looks upon us as if he's looking at his own son, Jesus. We're clothed in his righteousness. That's right. It's and not of law, our own works. 
that law of last mention in Scripture, Jeff, which we understand that, and those that are listening, if they don't, they need to study that in hermeneutical understanding. Yes, because right. in the law of last mention, you and I have discussed this, that in last mention, where God has used Mike Bickle was not in helping somebody change a flat tire on the side of the interstate. It wasn't giving a homeless person somewhere to live or something to eat. Mm-hmm. Not discounting all of that is incredible. But God used him in the greatest prayer movement. I might add this, Jeff. The most strategic time of spiritual warfare known in the history of man the last 2,000 years. Jeff, let's put this in its right place. The most (laughs) strategic spiritual battle and warfare. Israel will win because they won in prayer before it happened. Let's call it what it is. And so we cannot, the law of last mention, where God used this man, and he was chosen by God, not chosen of himself. God has approved of Mike Bickle at this point in time to lead that prayer movement, which should be proof to me and you that whatever's happened in his life, just like me and you, he has taken it to the cross. It's been repented of and it's been forgiven. As far as God was concerned, now, man, you just need to listen to me. As far as God was concerned, he put him at the front of the generals. He put him in the front to lead it. Mike Bickle is a humble man. A yeah, humble man, not a prideful leader, a humble man. Yes. I've heard hundreds of people say it. They just can't believe it. He's so humble. He's still humble. Yes, that's right. And God has chosen him to do that. I recognize that in the spirit. So I know where Mike Bickle is in his spiritual standing right at the moment. I know where he's at. He has been approved by God. Yes. And if he's approved he by God, he's sure but approved by me. Well, and here's the thing. He put 5 million soldiers. Mike Bickle put 5 million soldiers together on the front lines in Israel before the terrorist attacked on October the 7th. So 5 million prayer warriors led the way on an event that was predetermined by Satan himself. That's right. And God chose Mike Bickle to arrange the army that would do the battle ahead of Israel. In the heavenlies. We're not taking up for Mike Bickle. We're taking up for God. Well, we're and the taking position. up for God. He don't need it. the position. It's the position. We are acknowledging the position that God put him in. Yes. That's and God what don't, needs to be God, respected. That's, yes. And that's got to be respected. Somebody needs to wake up and, and either smell the roses or smell the cow manure. I don't know which one that's you're right. sniffing, but that's you need right. to get on the rose of Sharon where you can yes. see clearly of yeah. what's happening here. You want right. to do all of this stuff? Well, let's prove this and let's dig this up and let's dig. The only thing I can tell you, whatever went on there, as far as inappropriate, it appears to me it's been taken care of according to God's approval. Now, I'm going to stick with God's approval. That's and where I stand. I'm going to say that's <clears throat> it. The whole thing is a testimony of the gospel of God's grace. It's that's a right. testimony. A total of the power testimony of the, of the grace of God. And, and there's right. way too many gloating. There's yep. a lot of people that's been hurt because they feel like they weren't recognized by, listen, everybody that's bringing, I mean, all of these are ex-leaders of Kansas City. I'm not saying they got a yeah. bad attitude or a good attitude. The only thing I can tell you, there's a, an ex-leader. The only thing I can yeah. tell you, you're an ex for a reason. 
That's so right. if you're an ex-leader, that means you're not a leader now. That's you're right. just not a leader That's now. Exactly. And I have, exactly. to, I have to go with that. And yeah, uh, we have too. to go with the law of last mention here. That's my story. Yep. I'm sticking to it. And we're out of time. And yeah, I'm glad. Let me just add I'm, one I'm thing. I, all of those podcasts that want to expose the truth. That is not the last mentioned principle in the world. That that's exactly right. That's not we the need, last mentioned principle. We need to teach some blank, just some simple Bible understanding. I agree. But anyway, agree. all right, Roland, keep her all in right. between the white lines, buddy. Keep farming, Alan Smith. Stay passionate because that lack of passion on this podcast was just very <laughs> noticeable. See you later. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowan Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollinshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.